Hello, hello. Thanks for listening to Guidance Counselor 2.0. Listen, I want to give you a quick rundown of what this podcast is and what you're about to get into as you listen to these episodes. We had guidance counselors in middle school. We had guidance counselors in high school, but we didn't really have guidance counselors in college. And now as professionals, we don't really have anybody to turn to, to ask a quick question, to learn something about the job search or to navigate your career. And so that is what I want this podcast to be for you. I want it for it to be a tool for you to navigate the job search and your career. So that being said, I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you need to reach me, social media at T-D-E-S-S-E-Y-N. And finally, please rate and review this in the app store because I want this to be discoverable for others so they can navigate their careers. Hope you enjoy the episode. All right. All right. What's going on, everybody? Happy Tuesday. A little bit of rush today. Running a little behind. It's good to hang out with my guy Todd this morning. I'm excited to hang out with Todd. Uh, Met Todd on the conference circuit. You know, again, I I, want to give a shout to Todd. Um, You know, uh, I talk about branding all the time. Um, and Todd, I think has, has done one of the best jobs with branding that, that with his, so he loves lobsters. We'll talk about that. We'll introduce yourself, but I want to give a shot and there you go in in your picture right now. You got, you got lobster posters. So again, really excited to hang out with the brand master himself, Todd, um, on the show real quick. For those of you tuning in, welcome. Good morning. Uh, guidance counselor 2.0 say, Hey, would love to hear from you. Todd would love to hear from you. Let us know where you're tuning in from. Also, the reason why I say this is because this is a networking platform. Um, you know, you're like, Taylor, how's this as a networking platform? I go live every day. If you show up and say, hey, you can network with other people in the chat. And I've had people, I'm not, I'm not shitting you. I've had people find a job through this show. I've found a, a, apprenticeships, mentorships, um, all of it. So uh, please comment, say, hey. The next thing, ask questions. Um, I get amazing individuals like Todd on the show. Todd, I wanted to talk about accessibility today, by the way, a little bit, because I just don't know much about it. We'd love to get educated more, but um, ask Todd questions. Um, this is one time where you can ask questions and not get billed for it. Um, so ask questions. Um, finally, I want to give a shout out to that conference. Uh, the coffee sponsor, official coffee sponsor of the show. I'm drinking it right now. Um, listen, I, listen, I'm going to tell you this. The way I love the way coffee smells. That conference coffee beans, not only does it taste good, it, it's some of the best smelling beans um, that I've ever tasted. Um, so definitely check that out. Um, Want to get to people who've tuned in this morning. Becky, Richie, rant, rant, rant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toddle, toddle, bring the heat. Mark, it's good to see you. Last week in Milwaukee, Richie's moving to Atlanta. So hopefully that move goes well, Richie. Uh, our guy, Lawrence. What's up, big dog? Lawrence is in the building. I'm here for Todd. I don't blame you. I'm, I'm here for Todd, too. Chris. Michelle, uh, Alan, it's good to see you from Ottawa, Canada. I love lobsters too. JC, Brady, uh, Eugene from uh, from Chicago moving to Seattle. We got a lot of bunch of people moving. That's awesome. Bain, it's good to see you. Also, great name, Bain. Uh, Jonathan, great to see you from Dallas as well. And then Joe um, and Micah from Mississippi. I love it. Bill from New Jersey. We got a full house, Todd. Every, every, everyone's here to see you. Um, nice. Eric, good to see you. All right, enough of me running my mouth. Todd, let's give the people what they want. Who are you? What do you do? And then talk about lobsters real quick. All right. So who am I? I am Todd Libby. I've been doing professional uh, web development and accessibility for going on 25 years now. So it's been a while. Um, a little bit of everything throughout my whole career. I I'm self-taught. I taught myself design and development and UX and all that front end stuff and all that back end stuff. And so uh, it's, it's been a trip and um, 
originally from Portland, Maine, which explains the lobsters because boy, are those lobsters good. So um, now I'm living in Phoenix, Arizona, where you don't find very many lobsters out here, but there's scorpions out there. They're not lobsters, they're scorpions. <laughs> yeah. But I do have a place in Scottsdale that is amazing and has real, you know, on it, honest to God, lobster rolls. And good? I talked with the, oh, I talked with the owner, and he says, "Yeah, I go to I go to Maine every every time, you know, every no year way. or whatever." And I said, "Oh yeah, really?" And he goes, "Yeah, I go to this certain place." I go, "I know where that is." I was about to say, "Do you know where it is? Is he legit?" It's legit. It is it. legit. So shout it. out to Mason's famous lobster rolls in Scottsdale, Arizona. Hey, Mason's, if you're looking for a sponsor, hit me up. Um, I, I will eat all the lobster rolls. All right. So here's a question, Todd. Before we dive in, we're going to talk about the most important topics. What is the best type of lobster sandwich? Because I so I didn't realize this. There's like different types, right? There's like cold with butter, hot with butter, mayonnaise. I mean, can you break that down for the audience? Because we're hitting the hard hitting topics this morning. Yes, we are. So um, my favorite is cold with mayo. Cold with mayo. And then what is that? Is that like a certain, is that Maine still? Is it Boston? Because I hear there's like. That's considered a Maine style. It Connecticut is, okay. style is hot butter with lobster. Okay. That's it. Okay. Plus you get the hot dog roll. You, you, yeah. you know, you toast it on the flat top and boom. I'm hungry. You're hungry then you have certain places like one i used to go to in a place in a town called scarborough maine that has curried mayo stop uh, stop no, no absolutely oh not shout out to shout out to bite into maine uh I write these down is anyone writing these down someone write these down curried mayo uh chipotle mayo uh it's just man you can have lobster anyway. So when I buy lobster meat now, I like to put a little Old Bay seasoning on it. Love Old Bay. Love Old Bay. I use QP mayo, okay. not the not the the Americanized QP, but the the Japanese uh, kind. There is a difference. One's got one uses egg yolks. One does not. Um, and then uh, you know. Just a little bit of uh, Old Bay on the top, a little bit of chives, and boom. That sounds great. Sounds so That's good. all you need. I That's all it. you need. I love it. Um, hey, let's talk about accessibility real quick before yeah. we kind of dive into stuff. What is it? I mean, I, I, you know, it's not type of roles that recruiters work on a lot. Um, you, right. DeMars, um, Homer, you know, uh, are obviously some, some huge advocates in the space. Can you kind of educate, give me a one-on-one of what accessibility is and why companies need, cause you're so passionate about it. And I love it. I feel like that's something about the accessibility community. I love passion. I love that people care about the craft and I really feel that in accessibility space. So can you expand on that? Sure. Uh, accessibility is leveling the playing field on, you know, and you can even go further than digital, but I'll stick with just the digital space. Okay. Websites, apps, making them accessible for people with disabilities is first and foremost. Okay. Uh, there are so many barriers on the web that people run into. Mm. I have family members that um, with disabilities. Okay. Um, and this is how I got into it. 
Mm. Is how I got into accessibility originally was seeing the looks of frustration, anger, uh, mm. ready to give up because something's inaccessible. And it doesn't take a lot to make something accessible. People mm. think it's it's a lot of work. And it can be if you've waited until the very end or sure. even halfway through a project even. Sure. If you focus on accessibility and bring it into the beginning of a project, every project, you're going to find when you get to the end of the project, there's going to be less stress. Mm. There's going to be, you, you're not going to have to go back and, and fix things. Sure. You know? And it's not a high priority because there hasn't been a focus on education. Universities have rarely have I seen it yeah. in university. Yeah. Uh, boot camps, I have not. I've heard of maybe two boot camps that mentioned it. You know, make sure you have alt text, and that was it. You know, right. five minutes. Five minutes of that. Yeah. So um, it's just making sure digital. You know. Again, websites, web apps are accessible. Even PDFs. Uh, mm. PDFs are notoriously inaccessible if not done right. Yeah. So uh, when those things are made accessible for people with disabilities, mm -hmm. that carries over. Everybody else wins. Mm. I love that. I love that. Um, so let's, so now that we got accessibility um, and lobster rolls, um, which is really when I think of Todd, I think of those two things. So you've done a great job. Um, I, I do want to talk about your, I mean, really the, you know, you and I've chatted a ton off air about recruiters and all this stuff. So, so let's just kind of kind of open this up, man. I mean, some general thoughts, some observations, some things you want to get off your chest that we can, you know, talk about live. So my biggest gripe, besides being contacted on LinkedIn on a Sunday by a recruiter, <laughs> is there are a few. <clears throat> and I'll start off with the, let's start off with the recruiter side. Yeah. Um, I know that, and I was thinking about this the other day. Um, recruiters to me, and I, I, barely know a thing about it but you all seem to be like one of them um cattle dogs or sheep dogs you're herding a bunch of people into the pasture or back into the barn when they leave a job and they're finding a new job right you're herding those people around you don't have time to go hey you know i'm gonna focus on you for x yeah. amount of time sure i mean yeah. you got a it's like a turnstile in a, right. in a big city Correct. At, a, at In a subway, you know? So I get that part. I, I get that recruiters are wicked busy. But when you message me, make sure you spell my name right. Yeah, I have two Ds, not one D. My name's not Ted. It's not, uh, it's not Ted. It's not Todd with one D. It's not Tim. It's not Tad. No, please get my name right. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's that's the bare minimum I, I ask, right? Sure, sure. And then the other thing is, please make sure that you, when you see my title, that you're messaging me about an accessibility role, or mm -hmm. as I move from accessibility, trying to over to developer experience or developer relations. Sure, that side of things. 
yeah. not data entry. I don't do data entry. Don't want to do data entry. That's not my forte. I'm yeah. not web three. I'm not web five. I'm not, you know, uh, crypto. I'm not, you know, nothing to do with the blockchain or anything like that. I'm accessibility DevRel or dev developer experience. Yep. That's my biggest gripe with sure. the recruiter. Yeah. Yeah. And Todd and I talked about this. So we, 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 uh, we had a good laugh. Um, I was, I was doing a session um at uh, magnolia js shout out kayla and, and richard and the crew but um you know todd asked a question and that's when i really love todd and todd was like you know why am i getting messages on a sunday and, and 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 i will have to say you know i and todd and i talked about this i think i think there's a lot of recruiters that are behind their numbers and they're trying to work on the weekends um and i think it's incredibly annoying um you know and and also too yeah i i just don't know why recruiters can't spell good I, I mean, I just, it's, it's, it's the most, it's the most baffling thing to me. Um, and, and we just, we got to be better. We just got to be better and it's exhausting. Um, and, and, and I don't know why we can't read a LinkedIn profile. I don't know why we can't send an email appropriately, but man, it just, if we could fix the small things, it would make a huge difference. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and those are, those are minor things, but when sure. those minor things add up, to when I'm being contacted by four or five recruiters in a week, you know, yeah. it, it's just, it's, it's like, just a lot. is, is, is there somebody that's listening? Is yeah. there somebody that's actually reading my profile? Yeah. Um, another thing too is, and, and I can see where recruiters really don't get the whole gist of the role that might be open but i had an experience recently where the recruiter contacted me about a role gave me all the the specifications and everything all the you know requirements and ticked off the boxes and everything and then i went and i did an interview and then when I did the interview, they're like, oh, and this, 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 and this, which wasn't mentioned in those, in those, you know, items that were on right. the original list. And I'm going, well, I didn't know about this. Yeah. Know? Well, and that's, and that's why I really encourage folks. We, we have some comments come in here as well. I want to get to those, but, um, you know, I, I think the, the, the reason why, like you're right. Going back to your turnstile, like her, I love that sheep herding. That it's so true. So agency recruiters like myself, um, uh, basically like we we sheep herd. I think that's like the best analogy. I've been in the industry for 12 years and I've never heard that analogy, but because we're not compensated to take time with anybody, which sucks, but we're not like like we're only comped paid if i place todd in a role even though as much as i love todd i can't sit down with him and have coffee with him right and so it really really stinks and so that's why i got big into contact to the engineering community because i can't help everybody to put it in perspective we meet let's just say on average 10 people a week 10 people a week the numbers in our industry is we only are able to place one of those in a job what what industry what industry out there that has like a 90 percent basically fail rate high right so um i do want to get to some comments here yeah garrett comes in here goes yes yes getting the, the the name things resonate with people todd yes yes getting the name correctly is the easiest thing to do when it's right in front of you lose credibility i i, I got a message the other day i was tim i was like really really guys really tim 
And it happens to me too. Um, a lot of comments about Magnolia. Um, uh, Todd, Todd, you're, you're back, right? You're back next year, this year? I am I am back this year. Uh, it's, a, it's a new talk. So Ooh, what's the talk on? Deceptive patterns and the fast framework that I'm the that we are working on in the W3C as a optional set of guidelines for accessibility. That sounds great. I don't know anything what you just said, but it sounds great. Um, uh, uh, Eric, uh, because people, Eric's a recruiter too, because people are working way too fast and we do our best proofreading when we hit send and get a nasty, did you read my resume? Nice template. Yeah. I mean, we're just moving too fast. Just slow down a little bit, slow down. Yeah. Um, you know, you're working with a great recruiter when they spell your name correctly, they demonstrate, you read your profile, then send you a customized reach out message. They understand the role they're working on. Absolutely. Is there anything else that you want to see Todd from a recruiter ideally on the first message? Cause I, I love these questions with engineers cause I'm giving real time feedback to recruiters. Like, how do you like a message to be crafted? Do you want it long? Do you want it short? Do you want it formal? Do you want it informal? Are you okay with misspellings? Like talk me through that. Right. So I personally, I am more of the, the shorter email. Same. Mine's like two sentences and a bunch of, misspelling. <laughs> uh, you know, we I, don't, I don't miss the name. It, that's right. Um, get the name right and you're off on the, on the right you know, yeah, path. Um, and a shout out goes to Hank or I, I'm sorry, AKA Homer. So um, <laughs> short emails, you know, I know we, you know, we're not getting into a relationship. We're not going out on a date where, you know, you're looking to place me in a role. Right. And I'm looking to be, in a role that fits where I'm at, you know, mm -hmm. what space I'm in. Um, it can be semi-formal with me. I don't mind. It can be formal. I don't mind that either. Um, what I'm looking for is just to make sure that if I get the sense you're reading my resume and you're, your your you know the name thing aside if you're hitting all the points that i that i look for which is you know get my name right and make sure you put me in accessibility dev rel or dev experience mm -hmm. role uh you know i'm fine with that anything right. else is a bonus to me yeah yeah <clears throat> so and making sure that, you know, you've done your due diligence as far as finding out what that role entails and communicating back to me what it entails. Yeah. So that I'm not hit with, oh, yeah, and we do, you know, we're big on, you know, and I'm just going to throw a technology out there. We're, we're big on uh, Angular. Right. But what if I don't have Angular experience? I do. Right. Personally, I have, I have a little bit. I'm relearning stuff. Um, but what if I don't know it? Yeah. I'm the yeah. type of person that will go into a technical interview. And I do every interview. If I get to the technical interview, my brain says, sorry, kid, I'm going on vacation. You're on your own. So, you know, and I, and I, fail miserably i can't tell you the amount of times i have failed miserably in a technical really? interview because mm -hmm. i panic my mm -hmm. brain says you're not you're not right for this role 
Mm. Or you're going to, you know, you're not going to answer the question correctly or you're going to get the correct question wrong. Well, let's talk about that for a second. Have you, have you been able to get over that at all? Are you working on it? How are you working? Cause I think a lot of people, I mean, I mean, you're, I mean, you're, you're, you're definitely not, I mean, there you go, Lawrence, you're, you're not alone there. Um, I, I, I'm just curious, any, any tips or tricks that you're working on to share with people? Cause I know everyone has the same issue. Yeah, it, it's, it's tough. It, it's yeah. really tough. I've had, you know, interviews where they've had me share my screen and do the coding right there. And I'm like, I can't work with somebody that's over my shoulder. I went, I, where, where I used to live, I drove what I think three or four hours to uh, Connecticut one time years and years back for a role. And the guy stood right behind me over my shoulder, watching me code. I said, I can't Bro, do this. If you asked me just to type words on a screen, I would still fail. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Brutal. Yeah. And Michelle comes in here. Some of the best engineers don't interview well. No, they don't. They don't. I've experienced nope. it. I've experienced nope. it. Yep. So I've been working on it. I haven't had to, I haven't had to do it for a while. Yeah. Because, you know, I just got out of a role not too long ago. But in the meantime, I had been doing some side stuff, some consulting and some accessibility auditing, yeah. which I'm still doing that. So it, it's been a while. And I'm pretty sure if I were to, you know, interview with a company tomorrow and I, and I get later on in the week, I get to the uh, technical interview. It would all come back because... Yeah. I've been out of the loop with the interview thing for, for a little while now. Um, what am I doing to work on it? I just, I got to tell myself, you know, if I have faith in my ability, I can do it. You know, hmm. Hmm. I've tried everything. Hmm. I've actually talked with somebody who's, you know, he's one of the, one of the best people I know. Um, Mike Montero and he says it's okay to say you don't know yeah and I'll say I don't know or I don't know but mm, that I can, get, I can get the answer I can find the answer or I can ask somebody for help that knows the answer because yeah. I know a ton of people that would know the answer well, let me ask you this. Do you, and we got some more questions coming. I want to get to in a second. Megan, I see your question. Definitely a good question. We'll get to that in a second. Do you think like, I think one of the problems in interviews is that so many people just say, I don't know and stop. But I feel mm -hmm. like if you can kind of keep going, like, hey, listen, I don't know. Is there, you know, because I know a lot of times like different companies use different jargon, I think in the engineering space, sometimes it's not always a one-to-one. -one. So it's like, hey, I, I don't not quite following what you're saying. Can you maybe describe it differently or give me another example? Cause I feel like that's where like, that's where you can kind of keep the interview going. H have you seen that with, with, with you as well? Um, yes. Okay. So I was one of those people that was like, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. And that was it. And then finally, you know, I get to the point where I don't know, but I can find out. I Correct. can ask somebody. Yeah, yeah. I can ask for help. I don't mind asking for help. I'd ask yeah. a teammate. Um, I mean, I've had interview questions, <laughs> technical about accessibility with some big accessibility companies. Yeah. And I've failed miserably. And it, mm. I've been, you know, I don't know, but I, 
I'd probably look it up. And they're like, well, this interview's over, you know. Which is like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it's just a whole nother conversation in and of itself. I just feel like that's just absolutely absurd. Like, it needs to be a conversation. And if you're going to yeah. dock somebody because they don't know one thing, like, you're – what are, what are your what are your expectations in a person? I don't have one of those photographic memories. I mean, no I one, have 20, very few people no, do. Very few, yeah. I have twenty five years of space junk floating around in my head. <laughs> right. Same. Uh, um, it, recently, I found a folder. It's about an inch and a half, two inches thick. And it had ideas I've written down since I was like 12 or 13 Whoa. when I was coding in basic, right? It's crazy. And I'm like, my brain's like, oh, maybe that, maybe you could do that and that would work and you can sell that, put, make an app out of that. And I'm like, no, 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 I can't take any more on because I've already got enough up here. That's real. Yeah. You push stuff out, but more stuff comes in. It's, you know, it's like a meat grinder. Yeah, and that's and that's where I think I think again companies need to they need to recalibrate, right? They just need to recalibrate. Um, I, I, I want to get to a few people um, right now. Megan is a great question, and Todd, I think this is great for you to answer. Is there prep recruiters can do to help with that? I guess with that, aka like the brain block and stuff prior to interviews. I have my thoughts, but I definitely want to hear from you first. Um. You know, I don't know. Hmm. I really don't know. You want to see from a recruiter to help you. Well, if I guess how many people are going to be. Yeah. I I mean, style. Yeah. That kind of thing. How many people are going to be there? I've had, you know, oh, you'll be interviewing with so-and-so, but then I got five other people. 16 people people on the call. You're like, wait a minute. (laughs) It's like a group. It's like, you know, I'm doing this in front of a live, you know, studio audience now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's almost like stage fright. Yeah. You know? Especially if you're not prepped for it, right? And Megan, right. I mean, I'm going to tell you this as a recruiter. So this is what I get my team to do. First off, I get every single name of the hiring manager that's going to be on the call. You know, you should know. A recruiter should know, especially ag- any recruiter, agency or internal. We should know. Second thing is you should have a good idea. One of the things that I make my team do is debrief with candidates after they've interviewed. Now, we're not out here trying to get all the answers to the questions or the questions, but we want to know the topic so that we can help recruit more too. Yes, if you are the first person that interviews for the job, you're a guinea pig. And you know what, Todd? I tell I would tell you that. Hey, Todd, listen, this is the, you're the first guy that's interviewed. I'm sorry, you're the guinea pig, YOLO, right? But I'm still yeah. going to get the interview manager notes for the job, not just the job description because the job descriptions usually suck. I'm going to get the interview notes. I'm going to get who's on the call. I'm going to get... Um, the style of the interview, like, like there are some rounds where I've been like, Hey, this is going to be rapid fire. You're going to get on the call and they're going to, they're going to pound you with CS based questions for an hour. Right. And like, and like, I, I prep that. So Megan, I, I think the more information you can give a candidate, the better. And in my opinion, as a recruiter, we should be spending way more time prepping the candidate for the interviews than anything else. And ran. <laughs> Definitely. You know, it- I don't want to be surprised when I go into an interview mm, or, mm. or feel like I've been ambushed or, you know, the, the, uh, that kind of a feeling, um, you know, 
one of those, oh, you know, you're meeting with so-and-so and then I get on, you know, the call with so-and-so and they're like, oh, and by the way, uh, so-and-so and another so-and-so will be joining us on the call. It's like, oh, okay, now, you know, this is uh, turning into a block party. So. You said a block party. Uh, let's see here. We, we need to wrap up here soon. Man, time flies, Todd. Dang. Um, let's see. Your pra- practice interviews are so important, even if you aren't looking for a role. It's so important. Um, Todd, do you any do you do any sort of practice at all? Any any thoughts on this? I don't. That's a, that's a, fine. It's I'm a just very bad habit. I don't. Yeah. You know, usually, and I think this is from how I work is I just jump in with both feet. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, you said, same, YOLO. Same. same. YOLO. Same. <laughs> so. uh, Alan comes in at Shopify. We expect that people will con- consult Stack Overflow, Google documentation, chat GPC during an interview. It's about being resourceful, not remembering everything by heart. It's not that hard, people. And you wonder why, sh- you know, it's, you know, Shopify gets good people. It's not a coincidence. If you can dumb down the interview process and make it more human, you're going to get better talent. That It's just, it's not rocket science. Um, let's see here. Do you think it would help if, if you were able to work through questions they would ask on your own before the interview? I know some managers that actually do this. I've interviewed a few on the show that actually give like the questions to the test. Yeah. I'm sure that would help. That would help me a ton. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Cool. I love it. Um, all right, Todd, last two questions as we wrap up here. First off, thanks sure. again for hanging with me. This was fun. Yeah. I know it would be fun. Yes, it was. Um, uh, for, so first question, we can maybe talk a little bit about your talk. Um, uh, what tools, technologies, frameworks, things are you seeing in your neck of the woods that are interesting, especially in the, especially in the accessibility space? Mm, well, I'm seeing more and more accessibility overlays, okay. which are bad. Okay. Um, you mean like a on stock tool. thing? Uh, it's or something. It's it. it there are companies that say, "Hey, we can make your website access fully accessible oh. with one line of JavaScript." And in my my talk that I did last year, I mentioned. One line of JavaScript does not make your website fully accessible. Mm. Just like me putting on a pair of Nikes does not make me Michael Jordan. <laughs> so that's just the <laughs> that's the bottom line when I so um, so 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 that is a trend that's happened in the accessibility space that you're starting to see these companies yeah. touting that they can like solve everything by yeah crap. that makes sense yeah it's 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 snake oil it's it's yeah. grift. But tools to help, uh, there are browser extensions for Firefox, Chrome. Um, Safari is getting much, much better with, you know, what they're implementing in in their browser, Mm -hmm. um, especially with CSS lately. Uh, There are tools like color contrast checkers. um, And if anybody wants any information about any of this stuff, and if you're on Twitter, hit me up on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. I'm on blue sky i'm on mastodon um you know i'll be more than happy to answer any questions yeah um eva comes in here ama 508 compliance is legit complicated i don't know how you'd even do it with javascript (laughs) so section 508 is u.s government 
Okay. And that's accessibility. And that's a little different, but that also is based off of, they do their testing in a unique way, but I think their testing is really, really, how they test stuff is really, really good. Um, but it's also based off of WCAG guidelines. Yeah. So gotcha. web content accessibility guidelines. Awesome. Um, last question as we wrap yep. up. This show is called Guidance Counselor 2.0 for a reason. Because we had in middle school, high school, maybe college, we had some guidance counselor 2.0, or, or we had guidance counselors, but now as adults, we don't really have them. What would be your biggest piece of career advice to your younger self? Don't let companies that ghost you get under your skin. Mm. Hmm. Because boy, isn't that a pet peeve of mine? Yeah. Because every time that a company interviews me and puts me through three, four, five rounds of interviews. And then I don't hear anything for two weeks. And then I get a recruiter emailing me, Oh, they've gone with another candidate. That's my time wasted. Hmm. I feel. Yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. waste my time. Uh, if I were to tell my younger self, I would say in that, in that time where you're waiting just keep on doing the work and keep mm -hmm. on sending out those resumes and talking to people and networking. Get yourself it. out there. I love it. Put yourself out there. I've written articles for Smashing Magazine, CSS Tricks. That's how, you know, I originally started getting myself out there two years ago. I did virtual conferences, you know, when COVID hit and everybody was doing virtual conferences um and now you know doing the live stuff i mean i'm fortunate that at connect tech two years ago i spoke in front of nine people that was my first live talk and it's like that couldn't have been any better because had it been a full house yeah did, did i wouldn't have done it yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> so. absolutely um well, that's awesome. Well, y'all, uh, Todd, thanks again for hanging, man. Stay on real quick so I can say bye to you off air. But y'all, please go connect with Todd. Um, uh, and um, hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, tomorrow, I have Jonathan Martini. So Jonathan Martini is part of my Discord channel. So is Todd. Um, and uh, Jonathan actually just found a job. And he found a job um, because he uh, set up notifications, push notifications on his phone for certain people and certain companies. And he actually got the job because a notification pushed on his phone and he applied immediately. So we, so we're going to talk about the power of just like some detailed things within the job search. So we're going to talk about, talk to Jonathan tomorrow about that. So see y'all tomorrow morning at 9 30 AM central. Y'all have a good one, Todd. Appreciate you, buddy. A ton. Can't wait to see you again. Thanks. And, uh, we'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace. Thanks everybody. Hey, you did it. You listened to an entire episode and I am very grateful because you know why? There's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of episodes and I myself rarely finish an entire episode. So I appreciate you so, so much for listening. Quick reminder, please rate and review this podcast in the app store. I want this to be discoverable to others. And the only way that happens is if you take the time right now and rate and review it, please like right now, unless you're driving, then don't do it. So thank you again. If you need to reach out to me at TDeson on all social media handles, and I hope you have a fantastic day.